Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wheel of Crime podcast. This podcast is run by two ladies who play games, mumble profanities, and laugh way too often. Also, this podcast does cover topics of sensitive nature, and as such, listener discretion is advised. back to the wheel of crime podcast my Hello. name is jan and my name is emily welcome back to another week it's been a it's been a long week <laughs> it has been the longest week i no think kidding. of all time oh yes but how has your week been did you do anything exciting this time literally nothing <laughs> um omg same <laughs> coronavirus is still strong yeah uh, in in the city i live in so it's very much still like quarantining and not seeing anyone and working from home which like is great that i can do that i'm pretty thankful but it's still very lonely I agree. I am also very thankful for being able to work at home for a, 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 like a like a portion of my job and everything. I will say though that this last week has really made me realize how much of a troubled relationship I have with the sun. Really? It burns me. I hate how hot it is. <laughs> 30 degrees above in Celsius is far too much. And it honestly, is way I'm too tired much. of it. I, I wish it would rain. I wish it would rain for a whole month. I'm done. It's supposed to rain here tomorrow, so... I'm jealous. Just saying you live in the wrong city, I think. Well, and that's the other thing, too. It almost never rains where I live either, so then things are just dry. It's hot. It's dry. It's, it's hot. Dry. <laughs> I, I mean, so much water, which is probably a good thing. But at the same time, like at one point, does it become a bad thing? <laughs> no kidding. I just feel like drinking that much water is just more inconvenient than anything. Oh, absolutely. Because then you have to go and pee it out eventually. And then that's just a whole trip. It's a whole thing. <laughs> it's just it's a whole thing. But yes, um, you are all probably wondering why on earth you would be listening to us ramble. Um, welcome. <laughs> it, welcome. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Oh, yes, but I will not break out my topic to you just yet. We will instead spin the wheel of questions because my, my story has everything to do with how hot and dry it is outside. Ooh. I know. Fancy. It's officially summer. It is officially summer. I know. There was apparently like a whole midsummer event. Like, I don't know. It passed me by. I hear some people use flowers. That's all I know. I missed it. I know. Maybe that's why it's so hot because it's actually summertime. That would explain a lot. (laughs) It's all adding up now. Yes. But we should be investigators. We should be investigators. We are so good at deducing. <laughs> okay, spin the wheel. Okay. <laughs> I'm way too easily distracted for my own good. Same. Would you ever, or have you ever, been on a cruise? 
I have never been on a cruise and for a really long time I wanted to go on a cruise but as a person who loves true crime <laughs> I feel like my opinion has changed because I have heard way too many stories about how basically people go missing all the time at sea and it's kind of horrifying to look at the stats on that. Also, apparently cruise ships are disgusting, mm-hmm. but I have a feeling that this might be your topic today if we're talking about cruise ships. Well, we'll have to see, won't we? <laughs> but I will say that I'm very much on the same page as you, although previously I've never wanted to be on a cruise ship. Just, uh, it's on water and it's on deep water and I'm not like a like a super fan of that, just for the whole like overboard potentially going missing situation right i feel like there's just like so many stories of like oh well they just disappeared on a cruise ship and i'm like well they for sure are at the bottom of the ocean now and have been eaten by a shark yeah or people who die or end up murdered on cruise ships and nothing can really be done because they don't fall under any jurisdiction and all the it's security hired waters. on those boats are per- are privately funded, so it's really up to them on whatever they want to do. Right? It's so terrifying, the amount of, like, missing persons cases that come out of cruise ships. And like I said, apparently they're disgusting. So I don't even know, man. I but I mean, it sounded fun it. when I was a kid. Yeah, totally. When you knew less. <laughs> <laughs> when I knew way less. I'm like, hell yeah, I want to go on a Disney cruise. That sounds fucking baller right or like i feel like that applies to all of life though everything sounded more fun when i knew less about it (laughs) right (laughs) oh but before we get too sidetracked i will spin again (laughs) if you if you could live at the north pole or the south pole which one would you pick for sure. Oh, actually, this is this is a hard question. I was going to say for sure the South Pole because I just finished watching Avatar, uh, uh, The Last Airbender, and I was like, I could yeah. be Katara. But then I was like, but the North Pole has Santa. This is true. I am a little bit more practical, I think, because my first thought <laughs> was the North Pole's literally all ice and the South Pole has land under it, so I'd probably pick the South Pole in case global warming takes everything out. <laughs> Not in case when global yeah, warming. Exactly, takes right? Oh, when we inevitably destroy our planet. <laughs> right? I do like your, your Katara approach, though. I feel like that's the direction I should have gone in, but my brain said other things. I mean, it's really fresh in my mind. We literally just finished last night the whole series, so I'm just like, I can't wait to watch Korra. Well, <laughs> as somebody who has uh, watched all of Avatar many times and has tried watching Korra, do pe- be prepared they're not the same thing, and Korra is much sadder. Mm. So, not to burst your bubble, but I definitely think you should still watch it. I mean, I literally cried for two hours during the Appa's La- Lost Days episode. I believe it. It's your vegan side coming out. It was so sad. I was just, like, crying to my boyfriend being like, those stupid lizard 
bitches. Those lizard Scared them away. Scared Appa away. It was really sad. I know. I've been rewatching it. I haven't gotten up to that point yet because I've been trying to take it slow. But we'll see what happens. Other So good. Yes, we will spin again. It is so good, though. Recommend. Okay. What is the coldest place you've ever been? Hmm. Probably Saskatchewan. <laughs> Honestly, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, Alberta can be pretty frigging cold sometimes so i well, think it's a toss-up between the two prairie prairie provinces i will say saskatchewan gets a lot of dry wind though like stuff you wouldn't really think about mm-hmm. yeah but there was one day in calgary when i was just visiting before i lived here and it was literally minus 35 and then also we were downtown and like the wind was just like whipping my face and it was like the most dreadful experience so i'm like ah that was fucking cold i believe it that's like so for me i think the coldest place i've ever been has actually been up in fort mcmurray because uh i think i've talked about this before but my work takes me up there um every now and again and I was there one winter, not this previous one, but the one before. But I remember it got to be like minus 40, minus 45 or something at nighttime. And I had to go outside to go grab something from the vehicle. And I was horribly underdressed because I was literally in my pajamas. And I went out in my flip flops because like it was cold as hell, but it hadn't been snowing. So like everything Mm -hmm. was still pretty level. But just with how chilling the air was like... Like, so when I was outside, the air would be hitting your face. And the second it hit your face, you would just feel like a pinching, burning cold. And like oh, my fingers, I had them in, inside of my pockets, but it didn't even help because the wind would go through your clothes and get you. <laughs> and then I went inside and I had to lotion my whole body just with how much my skin had dried out because the water in your skin starts to freeze oh. at a certain temperature, right? It was fucking coming for you. Oh, it was. It was vicious. It knew exactly when I was going to be outside. And it was like, you know what? Fuck this bitch in particular. Time to attack. You left your cell phone charger in the car. That's on you, ho. Get fucked, Emily. Get dunked on. Get dunked on. Literally. (laughs) All right. Our last spin. What's the weirdest place you've ever wanted to travel to? Like other when people I, would consider weird. Okay, so my parents, um, when I was growing up, they took my sister on a Europe trip and they also took my brother on a Europe trip. And it was kind of this like thing where when I graduated high school, they were going to take me on a trip to Europe and um, I got to pick the places we went. But I remember when I was growing up, I would always say that instead of going to Europe, I wanted to go to Antarctica. <laughs> and my mom was like, no, we're not she's doing She's just that. thinking in her head of like penguins and <laughs> snowsuits. And she's like, absolutely not. You can have that at home. <laughs> right? And I was like so dead set on it. I was like, no, we're, we gotta go to Antarctica. It'd be so fucking dope. I mean... Yes and no. (laughs) 
I don't know. I was like, I was very competitive with my siblings. So I was like, I have to go somewhere they've never been. Because they traveled a lot when I was growing up. Because yeah, they were that's like, a good way point. older than me. Mm-hmm. So I was always so jealous that they went on all these trips. And I was like, well, I have to go somewhere that they've never been. Well, I have to go them. somewhere cool that you've never been. So I can tell you about how much fun it was. And you can be jealous. <laughs> that was literally <laughs> the mentality right there. Right? Well, that's like my dad used to get a bunch of those National Geographic magazines in the mail. And I used to always read through them and they would talk about all these like really weird, interesting places around the world, which is one of the mm-hmm. reasons why I wanted to ask this question. Because like I had a very, very weird understanding of places that most people don't even know about as like a small child. <laughs> I'd look at my dad. I'd be like, Dad, I want to go to the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, same though. I still want to go to the Bermuda just for fun i just want to see what happens or like i'd be like dad i want to go to those underwater caves in australia with the glow in the dark plankton and he'd look at me and he'd be like we can't do that (laughs) no yeah he'd be like we can't just go for that thing i'm like that's the only place i want to go though i just want to see plankton that's all I want to do. Like, there's nothing else. I don't even know what else you do in Australia other than the plankton. And to fight spiders, I guess. That's, like, your only <laughs> other option. There's only two things to do in Australia. We all know that. Oh my it's God. just common knowledge. Well, that's, like, uh, my my one auntie, she married uh, somebody from Australia and moved there, right? So she moved from Canada to Australia and... In in the following years, I got to hear a lot of really fun stories about how settling in worked out for her. And I'm not going to lie to you. It seems very funny from the I'm got my ass planted in Canada still perspective. But if I was in her right. shoes, I would have been terrified. Like what? Oh, my God. Well, you know how I said fighting spiders? That's like a real thing. She went to go take the... <laughs> She went to go take the garbage out once and she lifted up the lid to put the garbage in. She looked on the back of the trash can lid and there was a spider there that took up the entire inside of the trash (gasps) can lid. No. So she dropped it. Like she dropped the lid and the spider fell out and she started stomping on it. And as she was stomping on it, there was a bunch of crunching sounds. Oh my God. Ew. Oh, I know. And she would like talk about it and she's like, oh, it's funny to look back at now. But oh my goodness, was I horrified. And I'm like, yes, like me right now. I am also horrified. That is terrifying. I can't even imagine. Oh, don't even get me started on all the other weird shit that they have there. Like uh, a man of war jellyfish. It's a jellyfish that stings Mm. you once and then you're instantly dead. Oh, they have so many deadly animals in Australia. I'm like, how is anyone there still alive? If you were to get he- kicked in the head by a kangaroo, your head would come off. Did you know that? Yeah. Like, kangaroos are vicious, apparently. So are koalas. But Wallace. I feel like they're so cute. They're so they're, cute looking. They are still cute, though, yes. But have you guessed what my topic is for today yet? Um, Someone drowns on a cruise ship or something and there's a mystical kangaroo that came from the sky and has nothing to do with crime and i don't know something else (laughs) you're not that far off um except for (laughs) the parts where you are so oh okay (laughs) so i'm gonna read you the description and then you can tell me what you think okay 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 so 
Antarctica is Earth's southernmost <gasps> continent. Really? It contains the geographical South Pole and is situated in the Antarctic region of the Southern Hemisphere, almost entirely south of the Antarctic Circle, and is surrounded by the Southern Ocean at 14,000, or I can't read, 14,200,000 square kilometers. Uh, I could read the square miles, but I'm not going to. It is the fifth <laughs> sure <you> <laughs> It is the fifth largest continent and is nearly twice the size of Australia. So at 0.00008 people per square kilometer, it is by far the least the least densely populated continent at about 98% of Antarctica is covered by ice that averages at about 1.9 kilometers in thickness and which extends to all but the northernmost uh, reaches of the Antarctic Peninsula. Lots of numbers, but yes. So many numbers. But yes, I am talking today about Antarctica, because I thought that would be really fitting for the middle of June in plus 30 weather. Wow, you nailed it there, girlfriend. But I do have other reasons, so I'm not going to go into too much detail about this in my story, but another reason why I wanted to talk about Antarctica is because they have recently found samples of particles in Antarctica that suggest that we may have a parallel universe. Ooh. Yes, but there isn't enough information about that for me to be able to make a story out of that. So for now, I'm going to put a pin in it. But that is something that did recently happen. And I would like to talk a little bit more about that another day, should it prove to not be more of a conspiracy theory than something that they actually have found. Yes. Right. Okay. So for today, what I'm going to talk about is these these different little, I call them my mysteries of Antarctica, because there's not a lot of people who go down there a lot, other than people who are doing research and different types of scientists. And there's a, like a couple of cruises that you can get that will go down kind of by the Antarctic Peninsula, but they won't go to Antarctica. Right. Also, Antarctica is a no-fly zone, along with a lot of other things. And personally, I just don't really know a lot about it. I don't know if you know a lot about it, but I'm going to tell you some things about it. I mean, I really wanted to go there, but I honestly did no research, and I just thought it sounded cool, and I wanted to one-up my siblings. So I would love to learn more about the place that apparently I really wanted to go to when I was younger. That is fair. And to be (laughs) fair, the only thing I knew about before I started reading was that penguins live there. Um, there is a big old rock under there somewhere and it's very cold. (laughs) I have heard that it is indeed cold. Can confirm that is fact. So to start, basically I'm going to cover these little subtopics related to Antarctica just because there is a lot of information. I'm covering a whole continent. (laughs) Of course, yes. But I did try to pick out some of the more interesting things that I didn't necessarily know about. So... Mm -hmm. To start, we are going to talk about the Blood Falls. The Blood Falls. Murder. <laughs> now I'm kidding. The devil. The devil. <laughs> the devil the lives in Antarctica falls. and vacations in Georgia. Really interesting. That's not even surprising. Right? Okay. So, <laughs> in the McMurdo Dry Valley, a bright crimson five-story waterfall pours out of the, ti- the, the, the not the Tyler Gr- Glacier, but the Taylor Gr- Glacier, I can't read, 
Okay, thank you. <laughs> you can't read it all. I was trying to say Taylor Glacier, and I kept saying Tyler Glacier. Like, why? I all don't right. even understand. Into the Tyler Glacier. <laughs> <laughs> the Tyler Glacier? Yep. Into Lake Bonnie. It looks like a gush of blood from a wound in the ice, but scientists have recently discovered that the cause behind this mysterious or have discovered the cause behind this mysterious phenomenon. I did not word that correctly. So basically, the water that feeds Blood Falls was once a salty lake that is now cut off from the atmosphere due to the formation of glaciers on top of the lake. So the water is preserved about 400 meters underground and has become even saltier over time. So it is now three times saltier than seawater, and it cannot freeze. So the salt water is also extremely rich in iron and completely devoid of oxygen and sunlight. As the iron-rich water, iron-rich water seeps. <laughs> See, I, I'm telling you, just today's not a day for English. We will only speak gibberish from here on out. Agreed. That's me most <laughs> of the time. You're like, okay, sounds like a plan. <laughs> so. As the iron-rich water seeps through a fissure in the glacier and comes into contact with the air, the iron oxidizes and starts to rust, staining the water a dark red color. This eerie sight is only accessible by helicopter or cruise ships that visit the Ross Sea. Ooh. So that's The like, Ross Sea? Like Ross from Friends? But like, exactly. That, that okay. exact same Ross. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I love it. Oh. Okay, so then next I have unusual creatures that are not penguins. I did check. As unusual as they are, they are more cute than they are unusual. Are they penguins in a penguin suit? Or penguins in a tuxedo, which could be mistaken for penguins in a penguin suit? That has yet to be determined, and I imagine once it has been, that will be classified information. <laughs> top secret, you will not have access. Yeah, top secret, only only high American government officials, nobody else allowed, and the queen. Definitely That's not it. Jared. <laughs> Definitely not Jared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. So, Antarctica is a barren, icy desert with very little rain, Fierce winds and the coldest temperatures on Earth. So the coldest recorded temperature was minus 89.4 degrees Celsius. Okay. Yet it's also home. I know, right? So it's also a home to a myriad of unique wildlife also, though. So it was previously thought that nothing could survive beneath the massive ice sheets. However, scientists have discovered a number of unusual species that have adapted to this harsh environment. So there are microbes crustaceans, colossal squid, leggy spiders the size of dinner plates, giant worms with shiny golden bristles, and a large, sharp-toothed jaw. You can even find a see-through ice fish. These strange creatures have large eyes, and their internal organs can be seen through their translucent skin. So very similar to, uh, like, uh, fish and that sort of thing that are found very deep underwater. It's very similar to that. And the fish also have antifreeze glycoproteins and cannot survive in warmer waters they also don't have any hemoglobin a protein that makes our blood red so all of those creatures not a single one of them bleeds in red do they bleed in yellow 
No, but I think, I didn't search this up, I'm pretty sure they would probably bleed in either blue or green. Well, technically our blood is blue. It's the oxygen that makes it red. Right. But that's the thing is that I don't know if like all the other stuff like the like the antifreeze glycoproteins would change any of that either because all your proteins and stuff exist in your bloodstream as well, right? Oof, so creepy to think about. What blood or protein? Yeah. <laughs> Both. Protein. <laughs> don't Make speak of such things. I'm a vegetarian. We don't eat that, remember? I've never heard of protein. That's from the ancient times. The barbaric <laughs> ages. <laughs> the barbaric ages, yeah. Oh, man. Okay, okay. <laughs> Literally, why? I know, that was too on point. I am just way too good at being the person I am. It's almost like I practice so- every day. You do. You practice in the mirror every morning. <laughs> I do, and I'm like, you're gonna be the best Emily today that you've <laughs> you're ever see seen. The funniest shit ever. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be way too on point and a little bit too pragmatic, and that's okay. <laughs> and you're gonna overthink everything. Absolutely. Don't forget about that exci- anxiety and your sweaty knee pits. <laughs> All right. Go get him, Tiger. <laughs> you got this, girl. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, I guess we'll move on from glycoproteins to... So those creatures are, like, things that they have, like, actually discovered? Or oh, yeah, like... like, everything I'm talking about is all things that have actually been discovered and documented. Well, they all sound terrifying, and I'm very interested to hear if one of them is the thing that commits the crime. Yeah, right? It's just a giant <laughs> plate-shaped crustacean that commits all the crimes. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing how this one ends. <laughs> no, don't worry. I've got a, I've got a plan for you, cowboy. Don't you ooh, forget it. Uh, oh, yes. So there's also ancient fossils and rainforests. Ah. <laughs> so Antarctica is an ancient land that has undergone some incredible transformations over the last millions of years. So before it became the frozen desert uh, after the Ice Age, Antarctica was actually a warm region with rainforests and possibly even civilizations at one point. So you know how I kind of mentioned previously, uh, I think in just you and I talking, (laughs) that (laughs) there have been a lot of civilizations that they have found that have gone underwater just due to like water levels changing and that sort of thing? Yeah. So they also believe that in Antarctica, because it also has land underneath it, that during that time period would have also supported life on it. And that sort of thing. So that's an interesting thought, too, because I never even thought to consider that. Well, I think you're you're referencing the episode we recorded that um, is the- lost, which makes this the cursed season for those of you who do not know. Oh, yeah, I guess we never explained that. So the reason this is the cursed season is because we had exactly five episodes that we recorded that got corrupted, meaning there are five stories that now belong to the special collection called The Lost the Episodes. Pile. <laughs> yeah, The Lost Episodes of the Cursed Season of the Garbage Pile. And then we recorded the next two episodes, uh, completely scrapping everything we'd done previously. And Emily's audio crapped out. Oh, my out. audio crapped out. Like, it just, <laughs> it just, it shit the bed. It, I have no other words. It was just so bad. And like, I don't know, just, we've had a super, super run of bad luck as of lately. 
We think we're cursed. Yes. If anybody is, witch is of the pagan us. orientation, please help a gal out. Let, <laughs> let me tell become uncursed. Cursed. Yeah, just Comment tell us if, if we, we are, are cursed. And maybe send some help. <laughs> <laughs> Unvoodoo this shit? Uh, see, that's just it. I have so little knowledge and I just need so much help. <laughs> I need literally all the help in the world. Genuinely. But yes, so welcome. Please rescue me. Everyone. To (laughs) To the curse season. To the curse season where we will probably reference things from episodes that don't exist. So here we are. Welcome. Oh, geez. If we ever recover those one day, like, it's got to be a feature thing because what a waste. Yeah. It's V-sad. It is so. But anyways, that's super interesting that there are lost forests and potentially uh, lost civilizations underneath all that ice. Truly. So the theory developed from the discovery of fossilized wood, signs of tropical trees and leaf impressions that show the existence of rainforests into Antarctica. So scientists have also found a ton of fossils from marine animals, birds and dinosaurs from the Cretaceous period. So along with the smaller species, they've uncovered the fossilized forewings of a beetle species that lived between 14 to 20 million years ago in a warmer climate, and tiny single-celled fossils that have been a great source of debate among scientists. They've also found 50 million-year-old sperm cells on the egg case of a long-extinct species of worm, an extraordinary discovery that scientists hope will lead to a new evolutionary information. Wow. I mean... They found worm sperm in Antarctica. What else (laughs) is there? Oh my god. (laughs) I mean, I know scientists have been doing a lot of work over there, but like, is worm sperm really the the research we've been begging for? Is this the direction we need to take is worm sperm? How how certain are we of that? (laughs) I mean, it must have been a really good worm. Just the best worm. The best worm sperm for only the best Antarctica. He was like, I shall leave this sperm here for future generations to uncover. Huzzah! Huzzah, my (laughs) friends! Rejoice with me! Rejoice in me and my sperm! May scientists find it 20 million years later and try to see it. You're welcome, humans. Yeah. You can spank me now. Please make a statue in my honor. Did you just say you can spank me now? You can thank me oh now. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, this is getting rowdy. What's going on here? Oh my god. <laughs> Excuse me? I don't know if I'm crying or if I'm just sweaty. <laughs> both. But it might be both. <laughs> Right, so moving oh past God. the magnificent worm sperm, we, we're going to talk about <gasps> the Gambertsev mountain range. So The mountain range of Gambertsev. The mountain range of Gambertsev. So Antarctica holds many secrets beneath its vast ice sheets, even a massive mountain range. So hidden below two to 4,000 kilometer thick sheet of ice are the Gambertsev Mountains. 
They stretch for about 1,200 kilometers and rise to be about 3,000 meters, a third of the height of Mount Everest. So basically, oh, wow. for anybody who's a Canadian or has been here, I guess, um, you know the Rocky Mountains? <laughs> it's basically, imagine that, but underneath a fuck ton of ice in Antarctica. And for our American and international viewers, just look up Banff. Yeah, just type in Banff Jasper National Park and look at images. <laughs> Search that Google images. And then travel here, because that would be fun. I mean, Except but not, we're right not right now. now. Corona. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm talking in, like, future 2021-22. You mean... Ten years from now, it should be open. Maybe a hundred years from now. Maybe we'll be dead and then they'll finally reopen. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we can lift the travel ban now. Emily's dead. We can have fun again. Finally, the germs are gone now that Emily's dead. We can reopen <laughs> Banff. <laughs> that disgusting bitch is deceased. <laughs> this plague on Earth is deceased, finally. <laughs> it only took 150 years. Oh my god, can you oh, imagine gee. if just like Prime Minister the government was, was like... waiting for me to die to reopen Banff? <laughs> They're just watching you on your iPhone camera like, die, yeah, my bitch, w- my die. one eyeball and just like my myriad of snacking <laughs> sounds throughout the day. <laughs> Why is she eating goldfish again? Like again? A... What are you doing? She just said she doesn't even like crackers. Why is she eating them again? <laughs> This is the 50th time she's given herself food poisoning this year. (laughs) We just need to take it away. Just ban her. Ban her from the grocery store. It's not allowed anymore. She can only order skip the dishes. That is it. No, not Uber Eats. Just skip the dishes. Do you even have that where you live? Me? No. (laughs) (laughs) What a pleb. I know, right? But, so, the mountains were named after the Soviet geophysicist Grigory A. Gambertsev after they were discovered in 1958 by Russian scientists. So the scientists were traveling across Antarctica when they encountered a thin spread of ice and recorded abnormal gravity fluctuations, revealing the incredible wonder below. Although we've never seen the mountains, scientists use radar to see the physical features of the mountains, while gravitational and magnetic readings allow them to study the mountains all the way to their base. So the Gampertsevs have long baffled scientists as to how they were formed and why they still exist. As the mountains are around a billion years old, they should have eroded away with the geological passing of time. However, they're still there. So there are many theories about how they were still standing, predominantly that they may be frozen. They, they may be on a frozen mantle that protects the mountains from being eroded. Right, so the ice is just like kind of holding everything together right now. Yeah, it's kind of like a like a stop feature. So any erosion that would take place would take place to the ice, which I'm presuming would probably get replaced from time to time, preventing further erosion. Right. So if all of a sudden all the ice melted, do you think that the the mounds would just explode? Yeah, it would be like something straight out of SpongeBob with a bunch of shrapnel everywhere, and they would glow like they were on fire. It would be amazing. You'd be like, wow. Neat. Like, I saw that one coming. Yeah. Let's go to the mountains. 
predicted here on the Wheel of Crime podcast. Gert Busev Mountains will shine like the sun in 2020. <laughs> 2021 okay oh yeah we'll give it a year 2021 it's gonna happen <laughs> right now you i can it believe it first. well with how hot it is in my apartment they could probably melt are we the psychic twins are we telepathic right now oh my god oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh man we have known each other for way too long just kidding okay <laughs> and you guys are hearing all of our word vomit yeah, so welcome and thanks for staying. If you're still <laughs> Hopefully here. Hopefully you'll come so, back. Bye. Yes. Oh, so next I have the singing ice. So a massive slab of ice in Antarctica is singing. She sings Celine Dion's no, um, I'm kidding. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> My heart will go on a sheet of ice. No, I'm just kidding. So the Ross ice shelf I mean, that is the, pretty cool. I know, right? is the largest ice shelf in Antarctica. I can't say that word correctly that many times, so by the end of this episode, I'm just <laughs> going to be saying Antarctica. So, it's Perfect. several hundred meters thick and covers an area of over 500,000 square kilometers, around the size of France. So scientists have recently discovered that the Ross ice shelf sings an eerie melody caused by the winds blowing across the snow dunes. So... The wind creates surface vibrations and almost non-stop seismic tones. The vibrations aren't audible to human ears, and scientists use seismic sensors to listen to the mournful tune. The song was discovered by accident after seismic sensors were installed on the ice shelf to observe other behaviors. Scientists have since discovered that the song changes in response to the environment, such as melting or storms shifting or the snow. So they're now using the song as a tool to monitor the ice shelf in real time, tracking its stability and vulnerability for collapse through seismic humming. Wow, that's intense. Sounds Isn't like it? some futuristic space gear they got going on there in I the know, Antarctic. right? So many science tools that I don't understand. They're all like, pew, 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 we recorded bet, you, mountain. I bet they all went to school. <laughs> I, you know, I, I feel like at least one of them went to school. At, at least Probably one the of them, 11th for sure. grade, at least. Oh, you have to, right? Maybe, like, just, you, what, grade nine graduation, and then that's it. That's, that's all you need, really. <laughs> Most of them hit grade eight, were like, I shouldn't continue, but then there was that one guy who was like, nah, man, school is cool, I'm gonna finish 11th grade, holla. Yeah, and they were like, alright, me too, bud. And then they gave him a PhD. Yeah. Ta-da! That's how science works. <laughs> From two people who don't do science. So. Yes. The giant hole. <laughs> a hole the size of Ireland opened in Antarctica in 2017. Known as Paulinia. Paulinia. The hole is nothing new. Except for. Or sorry. Except. With a span of 78,000 square kilometers, it's the largest hole to be observed since the 1970s and the first one to open up in the last 40 years. So that found in the... like a big hole. That's a... It's the size of Ireland. That's a fucking huge hole. Are you kidding me? I don't know. Ireland's a pretty small country. <laughs> You're like, it's all right. It's all right. It'd be fine. 
It's not France, but I mean. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh. I've seen bigger countries. I mean, that's fair. We live in a bigger country. If there was a hole the size of Canada in Antarctica, I would have some serious concerns also. It would just be a black void of cold. Yeah. Uh, so, found in the Weddell Sea of the Southern Ocean, the Polynesia was formed due to the warmer, saltier water found in the deeper parts of the sea. As the warm water is pushed up by ocean currents, it melts the ice on the surface. And as the water comes into contact with cooler surface water, it sinks again, only to be reheated and then pushed back to the surface. So scientists aren't completely sure why the Polynesias are created, but believe it may be marine mammals using the openings to breathe. So they're still working to understand the impacts of these strange giant holes. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. So those dang animals needing to breathe are just causing all these fucking holes. Right. The size of Ireland. <laughs> How dare they? These <laughs> these animals with their creating things. And they're doing what's or not sirs. Wait a minute, that's what we do. Ah. ah. Neat. The McMurdo Dry Valleys. So, the thought of a desert usually conjures up images of hot, sandy plains. Yet, Antarctica is the largest desert in the world. It's incredibly dry and windy, with as little as 50 millimeters of rain annually, while 99% of the continent is covered in ice. It's really weird, because when you think of a desert, you don't generally think of, like, a place with ice. You think of, like, a sandy, like, super hot place like oh totally yeah it's weird because like like when you think of a desert you think of a really dry place but like the thought never occurred to me that it could be a still a dry place with lack of moisture and be cold also you know i mean it makes sense it's just terrifying it, it just also never crossed my mind either it is also it is terrifying you you are right <laughs> i hit her on the nose that you did so in the remaining 1%, you'll find that the McMurdo Dry Valleys, uh, where massive sand dunes reach up to 70 meters high and are 200 meters wide. Although you can't go sandboarding down these dunes, they are incredibly important sites <laughs> for researchers. <laughs> so I wish I could go sandboarding. I literally thought about that. I was like, I have never sandboarded once in my life, but now that I know like that's an option, I, I would. I would do that. Where do I sign up? Where do I go? I wouldn't want to go to real sand, though, because there'd be a lot of bugs there. But I don't mind the Ana the Antarctic one. Much less bugs. Yeah. Maybe even no bugs. Significantly less. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure there's no bugs. <laughs> In Antarctica? Yet to be confirmed. No mosquitoes, for sure. Oh, 100%. That, that's an idea. Maybe I'll vacation in, in Antarctica because there's no mosquitoes. I mean, it's a thought. It is a thought. So, You're still looking for a place for your honeymoon. I am. Maybe I'll just, I'll go to either Antarctica <laughs> or Mars. <laughs> because apparently the dry valleys have a very similar climate to Mars. And scientists believe that the region could hold secrets to life on other planets. However, hmm. the dunes are moving at an alarming rate, migrating at an average of 1.5 meters per year. 
So scientists believe that this is caused by climate change as the atmosphere heats up, the ice melts, and the dunes slip away. They are currently working quickly to unlock the mysteries of the dunes, though, before they're gone forever. That's really sad to think that they're going to be gone forever soon. I know, because of things that people are doing that aren't even on Antarctica. I know, right? It's yeah. like, we have this whole ecosystem and everything is connected. Well, people belong in a circle of life. That's so deep, man. So it's just, deep. It's so deep. <laughs> wow. Oh, I wow. really need a nap. So Clearly. <laughs> Same. But, yes, there's also... Antarctic fun guy, because you know me and my love of mushrooms. Ooh, so I'm, I didn't know that. It's a it's a recent thing, actually. I've learned to saute them. That has greatly changed my experience. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. I can't get on board with that, but uh, oh, I'll if take you your word if you it. try to feed me a raw mushroom, I will punch you in the neck. Like it's just not happening. If you try and feed me any mushroom, I'll punch you in the neck. <laughs> All They're right. nasty, and we all we all know it. But some people are liars, like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yes. So many microorganisms and extremophiles have been discovered throughout Antarctica, including the endemic species of fungi. So although fungi typically flourish in warm wooded regions, this Antarctic fungi survives in the freezing conditions by feasting on centuries-old wooden huts. Abandoned by the first explorers of Antarctica. <gasps> Who were they? I don't know. Christopher Columbus? <laughs> I don't fucking uh... know. I did not even search that up. It didn't even cross my mind. I was like, heck yeah, exploring and just never thought past it. <laughs> well, now you're leaving us all on a cliffhanger, Emily. I know. I'm just the worst. Is that the crime? M- me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my lack of research and important detail, maybe. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) We'll get into it at the end. So uh, another type of fungi has been discovered gorging on the petroleum leaking from fuel containers left by explorers as well. So scientists are studying. Wow, great. Love humanity. But it's it's eating the petroleum, though. It do do be a thought, though. (laughs) <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that <laughs> Listen, I'm about to swim out of my clothes With how sweaty I am right now <laughs> So I'm just gonna keep rolling uh, We're laughing, but it's true So Scientists are studying these fascinating creatures To see if the fungus could be used to clean up Large oil spills around the world See? It do be a thought though well, that's what they're researching, because if it eats the petroleum down in Antarctica, they could potentially relocate it to oil spills to have it be cleaned up that way. They just need to figure out, like, what the environmental impacts of taking a fungus from Antarctica would do. Release the fungi! Release the mushrooms! Yeah! <laughs> oh my god. Because that's feel what like mushrooms could... sound like going into war. <laughs> yeah! I wonder if it'll just go so epically wrong, like... Yeah, instead of having an oil problem, we'll just have an oily mushroom problem. Oh my god. Chefs around the world will be like, get me one of those. They'd be like, fuck it, the market is finally here. (laughs) (laughs) 
have your weapons. Rejoice. Sharpening spatulas and I don't know what else chefs use. I assume knives. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Straws occasionally, I'm sure. I know at least one spoon. A pan. I have a feeling there's a pan. And maybe a pot. But that's all. That's all they need. Yeah, no, nothing else. Exactly. So there's also... Oh, by the way, we're getting very close to the end and I saved the best for last. So this is my second to last one I want to talk about. So ancient meteorites. (laughs) Ancient meatballs. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) Oh, that sounds interesting. Is that the crime? Spicy. No. (laughs) Are they spicy? (laughs) They might be. So Antarctica is a gold field for meteorites. Although meteorites can fall all over the Earth, they are easier to find in Antarctica as the cold, dry conditions preserve the rock fragments. So Hmm. the dark meteorites are easier to spot on the stark white surface of the ice, and they are almost always extraterrestrial rocks, as few rocks form naturally on the ice sheets in Antarctica. So the East Antarctic is particularly ripe for meteor findings, as the massive ice sheet has stayed still long enough to have its top layers evaporated by sunlight and strong winds. So this reveals the older ice and huge concentrations of meteorites. There there have been more than 20,000 extraterrestrial meteorite samples collected since 1976. So in 2013, a team of Japanese and Belgian scientists discovered the largest meteorite found in East Antarctica in 25 years. The extraterrestrial rock weighed about 18 kilograms. So the team searched for meteorites for 40 days, finding 425 meteorites with a collective weight of 75 kilograms. The discoveries, or the discoveries included a piece of the asteroid Vesta and a meteorite from Mars. Wow, I want to collect a meteorite and make it into a bracelet or something. See, I always thought that would be cool too and like... I don't know. Something is very interesting about meteorites. I want me some space rock. Get me that space rock. I want to make a sword out of space rocks. You know what? I feel like this is how supervillains are are created. They're like, (laughs) I want space rock. And then suddenly they turn around. They've only got one eye. Their hair's black. And they've got an evil layer. They wear fire on their fingernails. And they're like, I'm here to steal the moon. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's is how that my works, name, right? Uh, Azula, probably. <laughs> probably, maybe, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I am now Azula. If you haven't watched Avatar: The Last Airbender, well, get fucked. Hashtag twenty twenty confirmed. Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what this year is about. So I'm really embracing it, guys. I'm gonna say that's actually fairly accurate, but. Are you ready for my last one? I know you've been anticipating. Is this the crime? Is this it the is cruise actually. ship crime? It is. <laughs> <gasps> wow. <laughs> so, last but not least, I have aliens, Nazis, and the lost city. Oh. Yes. So, Antarctica is a breeding ground for mystery and it's had its fair share of conspiracy theories over the years. So from elongated skulls and strange pyramids to alien spaceships, bizarre structures, and a giant staircase, many people believe that Antarctica once housed extraterrestrial life or that it could potentially still do. So every year, there are dozens of reported UFO sightings, while Google Earth has captured some very unusual activity. 
and it's said to be the work of aliens. It's a hot spot for alien hunters, so keep your eyes peeled for any bizarre green lights in the sky. So Wait, wait, are you telling me that there's like one of those like Google cars just driving around Antarctica, like doing the street view? Going up and down the dunes, ripping some, <laughs> ripping some, going for a rip through the Antarctic desert. Absolutely. Just really giving her, man. Absolutely. There has to be at least one Google car on Antarctica. <laughs> it's just some guy named Jeremy. and He's like, I do not make enough. He lives at the re- research station and makes the least amount of money and just drives through Antarctica all the time. He's like, what? Is it because I only went to grade six and not grade eight like you guys? <laughs> He's like, I'm so underqualified, but I can still <laughs> drive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so let's see. Uh, okay, so the mystery of Antarctica continues deep below its surface where no one has been able to go before. So a lot of people believe that the lost city of Atlantis could potentially be hidden under the ice in Antarctica. Because it did also mm. used to be a landmass, right? So right. it's possible. It kind of falls into like what I was saying earlier about uh, all the sunken cities that they've discovered and that sort of thing. A lot of people also think that that would apply... To Antarctica because it is a type of flooding, quote unquote, to have layers of ice on top of a landmass, right? Right. So the city, if this is, uh, if we're looking at this as the perspective of something that could potentially have happened, the city would have thrived when Antarctica was a warm tropical region and would have been buried after the ice age froze the continent. It's highly possible that a civilization existed in Antarctica but it's yet to be proven that the continent is the size of this uh, fabled lost city that we've heard so much about. So, it is also theorized that the Nazis used underground Antarctica as a secret hideaway, and some people believe that Hitler fled there after the war. So Hitler did have a passion for the occult, and he was searching for something in Antarctica. The Nazi Germans built a station in Antarctica, however, it was abandoned 70 years ago after the crew were poisoned by polar bear meat. So although the theory has been wait, disproven... Wait, they were poisoned by polar bear meat? Yeah. There was a Nazi base in Antarctica where they were studying Antarctica and all of the researchers died from eating uh, polar bear meat. But why? I mean, I don't think they chose it. <laughs> if I'm, if I'm going to be honest, I feel like that might have been a, like a food it's poisoning like... accident. Oh. That's how so I would was... probably go. <laughs> They'd be like, okay, Emily, it's your night to cook. And you'd oh, like, my God. I, yeah. And I'd be like, I, you got it, dudes. Prepare for garlic. <laughs> and death. Garlic and death. <laughs> the devil is upon you. Exactly, right? So, although the theory has been disproven, which uh, they're saying about Atlantis just for a variety of reasons, it doesn't stop the speculation on what exactly lies beneath Antarctica's mysterious surface as we still have yet to, to, uh, to, what's, what's the right word to say? We still have yet to express and confirm exactly what lies beneath the surface because so far our only subject that we, or the only things that have been subjective that have been found have been anything discovered by sonar or other types of, uh, invasive equipment that doesn't damage the surface of the ice. Okay. And that brings us to the end 
of the episode. So what do you think the crime was? That someone was a really bad chef and poisoned the Nazis by accident? I was just going to say... Or that there was Nazis. I was going to say, because the Nazis were in Antarctica in the first place was the crime. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you got me there. (laughs) I'm so clever. (laughs) I really thought a cruise ship crime was coming. Maybe I'll do that next week to satisfy. I I thought about it, but then I also thought about how it would probably be a better one for you to cover just with the amount of just weird shit that happens on cruise ships anyways. Mm. This is true. Right? This is true. A lot of murder and a lot of missing. A lot of missing So much murder. But yes, so that is Antarctica. Any thoughts? Wow. <laughs> do, do I, you still want to go there? <laughs> I can't believe it's like a weird coincidence that your story was about Antarctica and I, that's where I wanted to go. See, when it's almost that like that weird coincidence from the episode we recorded that ended up being trash. Yes, you guys will never know. We, You guys missed out on a ghost story episode. It's true, you did. Big time ghost story episode. And it wasn't even intentional. But I may still cover that story that I was going to share one day, even though it's not a ghost story, because it was hella interesting and hella crimey. As contrary to usual. I do always have a crime. It's just at what level of crime that is that tends to change Okay, okay. One time your crime was literally that he was fucking flying a magic carpet under the influence. Excuse me? It was the Shass Gallery, a flying (laughs) canoe, and they were drunk. (laughs) Being drunk and flying a canoe is a crime. Don't sue me. Oh my god. I will stand by that. Okay, Emily, whatever you say. Oh, well, thank you. So, please reach out to us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. If you are listening to us and you like our content, give us a like on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. We're really trying to put media out there. There's just, we have so many ideas brewing. It's hard to get a start, but with your guys' help, we could get that start. So, Please just follow us at Wheel of Crime on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. We will eventually post something for you to look at. We promise. (laughs) On Twitter, because we still don't know how to use Twitter. I'm not going to lie. I'm 80 years old, and I cannot figure out how Twitter works other than a lot of people use it (laughs) as a diary. That's all I know. We still don't understand Twitter. We're working on hiring a Twitter person. Yeah, maybe my sister who is of that age group. But even then, I don't know if she knows either. Or... Um, we are thinking about starting a TikTok. So let us know if we that's are. something you guys want to happen. Exactly. We could dance. We, we could dance. The problem is, is that we're both very embarrassing. So that is up <laughs> so to you. So it would be awful. It would Absolutely. be awful. But we could do it. Yes. We could. Or you can reach out to us via email, wheelofcrime at gmail.com. Um, and just say hi. Do whatever the heck you want. Like, we love hearing from you guys. We love being able to get that feedback. Submit. Just fucking like, send her, dude. <laughs> just send her. <laughs> <laughs> send us an email. Send us a picture of your puppies. Aw. 
Yeah, or um, send us a... Uh, Oh, I don't know. I love it when people share stories of their own. Like, if there's anything that we talk about where you're like, oh, my God, like, I have something that relates, like, just just reach out to us. Like, I just find it so interesting how people are all connected in this circle of life. Exactly. And if you do want to hear a ghost story episode from us of our personal ghost stories, we are thinking about doing that and we would love to hear if you guys would also like that. Exactly. Please give us some feedback. This is something we're interested in doing. As we have been trying to do themed episodes, we are thinking we may make it a themed episode. So potentially during a season or something. But it's up to you during guys. During the, the spooky know. season. Yeah, my favorite season. My favorite season, too. When I don't want to put out the sun. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yes, I guess this takes us to the end, though, unless there's something else that you want to share, Jen. No, this is the end of our episode. Um, keep listening and review us on Apple Podcasts. You know, you don't just just write whatever you, your heart desires. Anything helps. Yeah, and tell us. And thank you for sticking with us this long. We know it's been a rocky ride. You, we love you all. <laughs> this is Emily signing off. Until next week. This is Jen. See you guys later.